Okay, with Matthew Philip Cannon, Revolution X is the feature film. It's a sci-fi film from the UK. Matthew is the writer and the director. Matthew, I'm assuming a sci-fi independent feature film is not an easy film to make, one would assume. No, 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 no. It's um, Yeah, it's, it's very difficult. It's um, I mean, the, the massive hurdle for everybody is uh, finance, you know what I mean? Convincing um, a private investor to basically invest in you and to invest in your projects, that's that's a massive hurdle. Um, what was the hardest thing, writing the screenplay or getting financing and, and, and getting production for the screenplay, for the film? Oh, um, I find writing it, coming up with the ideas easy. I've got loads, loads, loads of ideas. Um, it's basically just format it in a way to get the interest of an investor. Yeah. Um, that's the skill. You know, rather than bombarding people with information, you you just try and entice them in with what the potential of the, the overall projects. Like we, yeah. we set up a proper um, a proper film company, you know. So our our vision is to eventually open up a film and games company based in the Midlands in England. So it was like an overall package, and then this is just part of the, the overall package. And then it was like, right, okay, we've set we set everything up legally. Um, we've done all the, everything correctly with the revenue, etc. Um, now it's time to get stuck into our first feature film, basically. So this 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 film starts off with a small short film to start with, and then we advance over to the feature. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's getting the finance. That is the hardest hardest part. So okay, so tell me about the like uh, the idea first. When did you come up with this kind of concept for a feature film? Do you remember where you were? What was what was happening? Yeah, yeah. I I, I come up with ideas like when I'm daydreaming, when I'm driving or something. Um, and I said this idea, wouldn't it be cool if like people in the future being able to visit like maybe like famous people in the past? So like, imagine it say if you wanted to go and see a Bob Marley concert or something, you just pop back and watch the concert or. Yeah, you, know, you want to go back and watch something historical. Um, and then I obviously realised that, you know, that, that that was, you know, a simple idea. And then it just built on it from there. And then I, then I thought, well, how about, how about like an organisation in the future which has changed the past to benefit themselves in the future? Yeah. But, so the, con the concept developed and developed into an idea where, okay, there's this organisation in the future which controls humanity you know, where we are roughly now, I suppose. And um, and to do that, to achieve that, they've gone back and changed the lives of 12 people from the past, uh, yeah. manipulated them or cut their lives short. Or And the 12, you know, the, the, this, this, the first film is about the painter, this painter. So the first, what we ha I had to do something in the first feature which was realistic, which we could achieve for the budget. So basically the you're first, saying is that you there's sequels. There's This is an ongoing series. Yeah, man, it could go into a um, series, or it could go. I mean, we're actually writing the next the next film now, so it could go into on, on other films, or it it make it make an unbelievable series. But you know, someone needs to come along and um, offer us a nice lump of cash to, to get that started. It's um, small steps. So I guess the next step, well, where I'm jumping ahead, but of course the next step, I guess, is getting a distribution for this film, and then that can lead to a, your sequels, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, we've already got distribution in North America. Oh wow, good, good congratulations! Yeah, yeah, we've um, I mean, the film festivals have done amazingly well so far. We've won like ten awards in New York, Milan, LA, London, India, Holland. We're in the, the final of the Independent Sci-Fi 
um, festival in um, Holland for the European one, which we've got to attend in December. So doing well, yes. Yeah, so we've got a North America release, and hopefully that will be that will come out around about September, October. We're just waiting for the distribution company to inform us of um, the date. But yeah, no. So we've already got that banked. Um, just be great to get it out there so people can watch it. So okay, so let's get talk about the story for a second because uh, you in the in the blog interview you said Interstellar was the the film you've seen the most times in your life. This is this is a time travel film. Interstellar has spoiler alert has <laughs> those elements and uh, it's got a little bit of uh, Terminator kind of vibe too. Uh, I don't know if that that was another influence. Yeah, yeah, from... yeah, it has, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love sci-fi. I love, I love, you know, I mean, I love the Terminators, Matrixes, you know, Aliens, Interstellar, anything sci-fi. I'm all over it. I just, I've just felt really let down by sci-fi films lately. You know, I think, you know, they're going, they're going too far into effects rather than substance. Yeah. Um, I mean, like the new Matrix film was just horrendous. You know, how, how could you spend so much money and make something so bad? But anyway, um, you know. <laughs> And I just got sick and tired of it. And, you know, I mean, like a great sci-fi film like Signs, you know what I mean? That's a fantastic film as well. It's, slow, it's a slow burn, right? Like meaning that like they're not showing, they're not flashing. Yeah. They're, kind of, they're building the so story. It, yeah. yeah. And like Arrival, you know what I mean? What a great film. Just something like that. So I wanted to write something which is gritty and something which I thought, well, if we're going to do time travel, why not write something about how it's affected the people that who are, who are, uh, who, where they've time traveled back to? Because... If you think about it, if you if you the odds the odds are that humanity is time traveling now from the future back to us. You think you think that that's happening? It has to be because if, if time travel is possible, then it has to be happening. Well, but I but I I don't think it's possible. I think that's the whole point, right? It isn't now. It isn't possible now. But who says that humanity in 100, 200 years time won't be able to time travel in some way? You know what I mean? It's, it, it, my point is so, but my point is, if if humanity once humanity can try and time travel, you have to be policed immensely well because the, the 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 smallest thing which went wrong could affect so many people in the future. So, I wanted to try and put that into my film, but then when I was writing, I realised that that some things have to happen. As you've got no film, you can't have like time travellers yeah. who don't affect anything. So, I just wanted to strip it right back and have it quite gritty and. And I wanted to write something quite cruel and dark in places, which um, which I think it is, you know what I mean? And and the great thing with time travel is that you can do things which are really quite off-plot, disturbing, like, okay, we're going to kill these certain characters, which you normally don't happen in films, but we can, because yeah. we can fix it later down the line, um, yeah. which I found really cool. I'm like, yeah, we can, I can do that. I can just do this. So, like, you know, a lot of people in my film get basically killed. Um, I just wanted—I just wanted to make something which I hate watching a film where I'm, or I always know. I watch the scene. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I'm always ahead of the film. Yeah. I, I want to write films where the audience have got no chance of being ahead of the film. Yeah. So well, there's, twi- there's definitely twists and turns in your film where, where like, there's like. There's not just a twist, like say Interstellar has like a twist at the end, right? Where this is kind of like your work, you're you're kind of zigzagging through the film, right? Where there's all kinds of twists and turns throughout the film, right? Yeah, and that's what you know, that's what we wanted. It's just that 
I mean, obviously for the budget we had, and I mean, all the casts were amazing. They're all they're all new new cast. Um, you know, none of them are originally anything major. They're all up and, up and coming talent. Uh, I really think we've discovered some amazing casts on this journey, and it was just yeah, it just it was just executing that well, which I think we you know, I mean, it's a, it was my first feature film as well. Um, so I'm really pleased with that. And yeah, it was just it was just trying to do that, just trying to do something which made people think. Yeah. Just rather than the obvious all the time. You know what I mean? And but if you say like a, a, to to the common person, you go walk down the street in my city, your city, and you tell someone that uh, about time travel movies, people peek up. Like they, it's a universal kind of a appeal. It's because it's it's twofold. I guess people always want to go back to the past to fix their because we all have regrets, right? We want to go back to our past, and we also want to know the unknown. We want to know how the future is. So it's a double edged kind of like, yeah, that's yeah, time travel sword, I guess, right? Exactly. And the thing is, that, I, I, the trouble is with sci-fi and just stuff like that. Normally, you normally need a big budget to pull it off. You need, you know, to pull off the VFX. And I didn't want to do something where I hate watching films, indie films, where the VFX is terrible and they've tried to do too much with their budget. Yeah. And it's just a massive, it's a massive turn-off for me personally. It takes you so out of the film. Like, yeah, you just, you just like, oh god, it looks so bad, but. And you sort of get lost in how bad it looks. So I wanted to do something which was gritty, which didn't we didn't have to use VFX too much. So like, there was quite a few scenes I originally wrote which were going to be based in the future. You know, we could have a war, we could do this, but I just realised that there's no way we'd pull it off with the budget. Yeah. So I had to rewrite certain scenes, and to be honest, it's really worked because it's just you know so much of it is in camera rather than um, the, the effects. Yeah. Um, well, you came, but that said, you said in the blog interview that the VA, the the special effects were the were the hardest part. It was the biggest obstacle, and you said that that you used a studio in London, in your hometown, that did shit work. I'm I'm paraphrasing what you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you had to go to someone in New Zealand to to finish. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yes, yeah. That was the hardest thing, the VFX, because yeah. I just I, look, you know, higher up the ladder. We work with better people. So we we actually commissioned a really decent company in London. Um, yeah. I won't name them now because, you know, I don't want to begin a sort of lawsuit or whatever. But they know where they are and they'll probably be kicking themselves, you know, once this film's out there and starts to do well. But anyway. and um, That's the, the ultimate company, revenge right there. What's that? Sorry. That's the ultimate revenge that your film's going to do well. and they're, they're gonna Yeah, help. yeah, precisely. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And... and what really let me down was that we really, I really need some guidance on the VFX, and um, you know they they gave us a lip, but they're sending stuff through which was so bad, and I'm like, okay, you know, can you improve? And you got to the stage where it was just laughable, you know. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't see it in an eighties bloody video game, never mind in a film. And um, I had to pull the plug on them, and then um, luckily. Um, the guy who's been helped us, the script editor called Greg Daniels, who, who was an absolute star on this film. He's worked on some big projects um, in New Zealand. He's worked on The Hobbit and stuff. He um, he helped us edit the film as well and edit the script. And he knew this really good, really, really amazing VFX artist in New Zealand who works on some big stuff. And he came on board to help us and to save our ass, basically, because the trouble is this London company as well. We, we had to pay them some money up front and they wouldn't give yeah. us back. They wouldn't give so it back to you. No, no. I mean, this is the joy of you know first-time filmmaking. There's always sharks out there. Yeah. That's the that's, that, that's the problem with the industry. 
it's full of sharks, you know, sharp people who would want to try and take advantage. To be fair, I think that I think every every capitalistic industry there there are sharks, not just the <laughs> yeah. film industry, right? <laughs> yeah, no, literally, and you know, and, and, yeah. and luckily this guy, you know, this guy sa- absolutely saved our ass. Um, you know, he was a legend, and he he works, you know, really hard. I mean, he turned everything around in like three, four weeks for us, and. You know, really produced, did a good job for it, like nowhere near the amount of money this big company was asking for. So, in the end, we got there. That's that's all that's important. In the yeah. end, we got there. No, but it, it's a little bit of a because you got the film shot, you're editing it, and then you know that the film doesn't work without special effects. So this is do or die, right? Like you have to. You yeah, have to. I mean, it was really disappointing because I'm really looking forward to. It. I thought, you know, I, I, for the, you know, I've worked on stuff before and. You know, when you see good effects, you're like, wow, that's really helped the film. And and I was sending stuff through and I'm like going, oh, my God, this is so bad. Um, So that was really, really testing. Yeah, it's quite stressful, to be fair, because um, we didn't want to go over budget. You know what I mean? We didn't want to, I didn't want to go back to the investor saying, look, we need another 10, 20K or anything like that. Yeah. So you you, you talked about your cast. They said they're all kind of relatively new. What did you do? Did you do like a, like a casting call to find everybody? Because it's a pretty large cast of people. And there's some key kind of performances that are needed in your film. So I'm curious where you found everybody. Yeah, yeah. I put a call out on the internet, on Facebook and stuff. And we got, I just got inundated with about like 1,000 people apply for roles. Yeah. And then we siphoned from, I mean, I watched everybody's show reel. It took us ages because I thought like people are going to have the decency to contact us. Um, you've got to watch the show reel. Anyway, we, we got it down to about 70 people. And then we did two days casting in London and a day's casting in Birmingham. And it's just, um, the talent was unbelievable. You know, yeah. people are coming up. And there's so many people we didn't even use. And there's like people who have got small parts in this film who had so much potential. Um, and it'd be amazing. Like, you know, you go, oh, God, that, that, they're right for this part. And then someone else would walk in, you'd just blow you away. You're like, I just, I was, you know, we were so lucky. Um, you know, it's like destiny, all these people destined to be in our film, really. And, and yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful process, to be fair. Everyone's yeah. taking the time to come along. So who did your, who did your, like, costume design and, like, uh, and wardrobe? I'm curious, because it's a pretty, it's, it's, it's obviously the future, right? So you have some imagination, but who did that? Yeah, well, we were lucky enough to have um, a lady called Jan Stan, Joe Stanhope on our film who um, basically cast it, helped us cast with me. And then she basically produced the film. She, um, she did the styling. She found props. She found locations. <laughs> she was just like, unbel- I mean, she's going to be massive. This woman's going to be massive. I mean, there's no way I would, I would you know, I, you know, there's no way I'd make another film without her. So she basically did all that, yeah, on a, you know, really small budget. Bless her. So she was like buying things and taking stuff back and, just being really creative, yeah, and she absolutely nailed it. And, you know, it's just a massive, massive team effort. You know, we had, that's the thing with filmmaking. It's a bit unfair, actually, because the director gets a lot of the credit. Yeah. But yeah. the director's just the tip of the iceberg, sure. you know what I mean? Sure. As you know yourself. So you tell know, me, okay, so the, the, you got, like, yeah, the wardrobe's great, but they would tell, so tell me about your cinematographer. Because you got, you're shooting and you know you've just got special effects coming up. Did you guys storyboard the whole film before you started shooting? Yeah, well, I find that just storyboarding the start and the end of the scenes, because the trouble is, 
until you're on set, until you yeah. start blocking it, until you get an actor, an actor. And the thing is, actors are throwing stuff and they go, how about this? And you're like, wow, I like that. So the trouble is, sometimes when you storyboard the whole scene, you, you, you can be stuck. So like, we just storyboard the start. I mean, my, um, luckily for me, my background's fashion and advertising photography from years back. I'm used to shoot on film. Um, so I really know, I know, I know my stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I worked with a fantastic um, DOP, you know, James Barnett, who we brought him, um, who I know, and he's a really, really good up and coming DOP. Um, so, we, you know, we talked a lot, we had lots of meetings, just about what we want to try and achieve. And, and we just made sure that we hired really decent cameras, you know, we shot on the, the um, Harry Mini, we cooked lenses. Um, we had really good lighting rig as well with, with yeah. a guy called Seven. So we just made sure, you know, a lot of money was put on the production and we really took it. And we, to be fair, you know, we took our time on the scenes as well. It's not like we were rushing around. You know, some days we'd be like, you know, five hours in and we'd only shot like 30 seconds or something. Yeah. We're like, you know, we were we were quite into our detail of our shots and, you know, getting things right. And, you know, hopefully that's paid off in, in the film. How many days did you guys, how many days was the shoot? About 30, 30 days yeah. overall. Probably so a bit more. Weekends off, so go to about a two-month shoot, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but we did it in we did it in blocks. We did it in little blocks. So what we would do, because we had a small team, we didn't have lots of producers. We'd we'd like produce four days okay. at a certain location, and we'd all go up and just film those four days. And then we'd just get we'd, 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 we'd then we'd produce the next set. So we'd have two, three weeks and then go and do the next set. So oh, really? Was yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That with the actor schedule, because I mean, there's continuity with the actors. That was that's they had, they had to make sure that their hair was the same. They had to make sure. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. It was a it was a bit of a nightmare, but it just yeah. it's the only way we could work with with our team. You know what I mean? Because we're the smaller team. Um, you know, they, 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 we only had like myself and Joe really produced it. I mean, um, a guy called T as well, but he was really busy. So we only had to we had two two producers on it, and that's it. So like to you know, it's a lot of work. So we just I just. What I didn't want to do is just start shooting average, average work. Yeah. It was like, look, let's get this bang on. And then when we got it bang on, we'll, we'll move on to the next chunk. And, it, and that's how we did this film. When, I mean, you guys, like, when you guys did your chunk, were you guys going to edit? Were you editing the chunk during the two weeks off? Were you like seeing yeah, yeah. the progress we, of the some, film? Some, some days we'd edit on the evening. We'd have a guy just doing a rough edit of the scene. So we knew that we got some good stuff straight away. Um, and that's how we worked. And the, the thing is from that as well, it's really good because you have time to reflect and look back. And what I found from that process as well, you, you, an actor would do something or you'd do something in the scene. You go, actually, this next scene we're going to go into, he wouldn't do that or she wouldn't do that. And so, you, so I rewrote certain scenes as we went yeah. along or, or, you, or you'd have like better ideas. Actually, it wouldn't be better if we did this. And so I rewrote as we were filming, which was a, I mean, it's lovely. I mean, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be in that position on a, on a bigger production because it'd just be a nightmare. But because it was a small production, small crew. I mean, we only had about twelve crew. Um, you know, it wasn't wow. like a big crew. You know, we were. I mean, I was like ordering sandwiches, running around, <laughs> doing all sorts, and then <laughs> directing time. You know, it wasn't like we were just sitting back. You know, we were we setting up, we building stuff. We we didn't have like prop. We, you know, we we putting stuff in. We like fixing stuff um yeah it was all hands on to the pump from everybody it's a fantastic process though you know what i mean i mean you, you know you learn everything but that's how we worked and um 
you know, I think it paid off. It, 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 I'm just, you know, just get this correct, get these four days correct, and then we move on rather than just shooting average, 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 yeah. average. That's pretty, yeah. Like it actually, it, it kind of resets your your uh, your energy too, I guess, right? Because sometimes when you make yeah. films, you get you get so bogged into the process, you're like you're just you're you're running on fumes. You're not at your best. Yeah, so. I mean to be honest, after four days filming, I'm I'm shattered. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm shattered, and then yeah, like, so for me mentally, I'm shattered. So so then like go okay, like we're gonna go. You know, you're doing like. 20 days in bulk would be so... I mean, look, we'd have far less to do, but it does, it resets you, and it gives you time to reflect on what you've shot. And like, yeah. what I noticed from where we started to where we finished, we were yeah. far superior, so much that if I had my own way, I would have reshot what yeah. we first did, you know, but we didn't have the budget to do that. But Especially you know I mean? independent movies, because you're not just doing... You're not just directing, you're producing, you're also doing other things. Yeah. I've seen... I've worked on like big budget movies, like five, six month shoots. And it's a grind for the, for the whole crew, but the director is really like out of his mind, no matter who the director is, but he, he's not working on independent film. He just, someone's picking him up in a car. Someone's driving him to set. He's gets to sit down in a chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm sure that it's not like, this is like, make it, especially a sci-fi feature at that. That's not, that's pretty. That's that's an amazing accomplishment. It's a very smart job that you guys did, like kind of like breaking it up. Yeah, yeah, it works well. I mean, look, you know, I'd love to, you know, work like that continuously. You know, not do, you know, maybe do like ten days here, ten days there. You know, yeah. just gives you time to reflect and gives everyone time to recharge. Yeah. What, what I didn't, what I didn't want to do on this, I get so many people who I speak to go, oh, I was on this feature film and I hated it. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't want all the crew hating the yeah. process. I I, I relate. I can relate. <laughs> how can you get how can you get good work out of people to stand in there hating it? It well, just doesn't make any sense. It's about believing in the film, right? Like it's like I worked on tons of features and like there's a few of them that you just believed in the film. So then the the, the long hours weren't that bad big of a deal. But it's like, but you're doing something you're doing something sci-fi and you're like there's lots of special effects. It's like there's so much going on in the, in your mind. That you can see, but not the rest of the crew probably can't see as well. They have to trust yeah. in you, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. I mean, but you know, we did, we did things like you know, we shot in Cumber in this beautiful cottage for four days, and like every night we went out afterwards, and I bought everyone a few beers, and we had some food, and we just really relaxed and chilled out. And we re it was really nice because we all bonded and had a few drinks. Didn't go crazy, apart from the last night, but it was just so nice to like bond with everybody on the crew. And get to know everybody and everyone was chatting. So we, we built this really strong little like machine, which is just, yeah. you know, churning, you know, it was really so everyone, you know, when we once set, everyone was buzzed up, everyone was positive, there's lots of smiles. It was a really nice environment to be around. So tell me about the locations because in the production design, because you have some really interesting key locations. Uh, how is the process finding all the kind of like making the film basically with the design? Oh, I love I love wrecking. I love going to see locations on film. It gets you so excited. Um, well, the first one was really weird because um, it was a cottage. I I wanted um I wanted because all the way through the film you got the three door film um theme which runs through the film the three yeah. doors. Um, anyway, I wanted to try and find a barn, and we we was like traveling around looking at different places, and then me and T went to this one place, and as soon as we drove in there, I'm just like wow. 
you know, it's this, this cottage on this, this big, like, hillside behind it. Yeah. It was ever so peaceful. And um, it was just perfect. And then Joe Stanhope found quite a few of the other ones. Um, she just knows so many people. She's pulling in favours, was getting, like, locations for free and all sorts. And um, and then the one, the one, the, the one, yeah, she's, she's, she, I mean, she's, she's, she's off the scale, but the one location we use, um, the really nice house, that's the investor's property. Yeah. So that was, you know, free. So we had that. And then... Um, yeah, and then we were lucky enough to get Litchfield Cathedral. I, I, I live locally to the cathedral, um, and I approached them, and they said yes to it. So it was, it was amazing when we used it because it was empty. There's no one there, so it looked like it looked like we'd hired out the whole cathedral, but we hadn't. They just said you can shoot in this area and just don't mind everybody else, but no, there's no one else there. It was yeah. just like it was. It, it's just an absolutely unbelievable. Like you know, we had so much luck go for us as well. Um, but, yeah, no, because of my background in doing photography and advertising, you know, for like, you know, for 30 years, you sort of know what can look good in the film and, you know, how to light it. So that helped me massively. And, yeah, we just worked as a team, you know, James, the DOP and T um, came out with us. Um, and we just, yeah, we just found each one and just went from there, really. So I got to ask you about, because um, you talk about special effects, you talk about your team, your locations, production design, your DP, but you got a really solid sound design. And I'm curious about that process for you, because that's your film, right? You need, a, you need, this film needs a good sound design and you accomplish that task. And I'm curious about that process for you. Yeah, we, um, we used a guy um, locally called Pete. Um, forgot his surname now, he'll kill me, but um, <laughs> he did a great job on the sound design. And we just, you know, and also the sound recording, you know what I mean? We just, just now they're from a really experienced team. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, you know, I just trusted people on that. And um, they, did a, they did a fantastic job. And then we had an unbelievable composer called Alice Truman. Yeah. Um, who just... You know, she, the music was just phenomenal, what she produced for us. Yeah, it's, it's, but everything comes together, right? Like, it's like you, this film needs that. Like, the, like it, it, it brings reality to the unreality, meaning that, like, it you're creating this world and you, the sound design is is there, right? So, Yeah, and no, I was really pleased. Everyone did a fantastic job. I mean, to be fair as well, James um, Barnett, the DOP, edited the film as well. And he did a lot of help with the sound design as well. He's very, very experienced editor. And then we had um, we had Greg Daniels help us as well um, on the edit. So he also helped. And so we just had we just had a really great team um, team of people, or you know, inputting to get the best product we could. Really, yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and it paid off. And, and like like I said, the composer Alice just smashed it. You know, she did such a good job. Um, I mean, look. You know, it, it, for me to make this film, if, if someone said to me, would you make it again for the same amount of money to try and make it better? I'd say no, I wouldn't gamble. Yeah. You know, I'd say I wouldn't gamble. I'd go, look, that's made. It was a special event. We had lots of help. Lots of people supported us. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't gamble risking to try and make it any better. Um, yeah. and, and same with the sound design. You know, Pete did an amazing job. Is it, everyone is it Billy, Billy Bannister, your your uh, sound sound designer? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, he's, he's he was the um, um the boom up. Okay. He was the sound recordist. Okay. 
Yeah, so Billy did the sound recordings. We had another guy as well on help, helped us as well yeah, with the sound recordings. Yeah, you don't have your sound designer uh, credited on your IMDb. I would, I would, uh, I would uh, add that element. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to get sorted on that. It's just, um, just not, to be honest, it's all new process for us as well. You know, I'm like trying to. Everyone's like pestering me to update this. I mean, luckily, um, we'll get that sorted. We should really, because there's, there's another guy who worked on it who's fantastic. I can't yeah. remember his name now, but. It'll kill me if he sees this, but he yeah, really totally. It's around. a team. Well, that's what I mean, but it's a teamwork, right? And it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's it takes it. There's so many out moving parts, and like I, I didn't even talk about the stunt work, right? And the fight scene, and like that's that's a whole other. I'm sure that was a tough day to do those oh. days to do that. Well, that took us three days to film. Yeah, that one big fight scene, and and, and again, I was. Amazingly lucky, we found this guy called Raf, um, who has his own um, own organisation. Oh, where Aldis, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. he has his own organisation where he teaches. And um, I contacted him saying, "Let's see what we got." And he came along, and and he brought his like his, his team along, and they were so professional, and he really knew his stuff. And it was like, right. Because my, my concern was, I hate seeing fight scenes, which are quick, quick cuts, quick cuts. I can't stand yeah. it. I'm like, look, we're going to do it. We've got to sort of make it look real, which means impact. You know what I mean? We can't be throwing punches. We've got to be punching and hitting. Yeah. So he, like, padded everyone up. And because you've got all these guys who are really well trained in martial arts, they, 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 you know, they, they taught each other. And um, Ruggiero, the... Um, our lead, um, who played Gray, was phenomenal. Um, you know, he's, he, I mean, he's got a massive future. You know, he was unbelievable. And they all came together. And it'd be like, I, I'd just be like, look, we want to fight here. I'll leave you to it. Then I'd just walk out. I'd come back like three hours later and I'd have this fight choreographed. And it'd be like, yeah, that's cool. And um, and we just lit it. And I'm like, right, you know. We need more impacts, and, and and you know, and I was padding each other up, and I was proper hitting each other. Um, I mean, the one thing, I mean, Ruggiero, bless him, he was absolutely shattered at the end. Of it and the following day, he was bruised all over from from the fight scenes. He was, you know, absolute hero. I mean, the one thing where he's, he's getting smashed up the wall, he's actually getting smashed up the wall. Yeah, you know, he's That's proper great. getting. It's like, like I, I said, it, thanks for talking about like it's like a real team effort, but then it's your vision and it's your kind of mind. And it's like it's a really solid, like I said, I see a lot of feature film independent features. This is a really solid film. So I'm glad on the distribution deal. I'm glad that you're 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 kind of gearing up for the second film and everything's kind of working out. So the it, it seems so far it's paying off. And and I we we send the audience to you, the North American audience to you. And what did you think about what they had to say about your film and the feedback video that we sent you? You know what? It, it was fantastic. It's the first time I've ever received any feedback. And it just really blew my mind. It was so nice to see other people watch your film and have so, so, so many nice thoughts. Um, There's a massive buzz, a massive high. I mean, in fact, I got more of a high from watching that than um, you do sometimes making. It's really weird how... Yeah, you know, how it's. I mean, filmmaking's all about making people think, and you know. So to have to have that feedback was fantastic. It's such a good idea what you do, and you and, and you could tell there was all real. You know, all of them were really into their films. You know, all bright, intelligent people, and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I, you know, everyone's watched it. Everyone's watched it, and everyone's fan, you know on a high from it. It's just, it's just it's really nice, really positive. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the film, and I'm glad. Congratulations on the on the all the awards and the distribution. So why don't we talk again uh, when your your the sequel comes out or your next film comes out? Yeah, that next film is called The Ten Planets. The Ten Planets, yeah. Yeah, it's a beast. We, we shoot. We start shooting towards the end of the year. Because I think we only have eight, right? We all, in our galaxy, Pluto doesn't count anymore. So there's two more planets missing. That so I guess we'll we'll learn that in your film. Planet X. Look into it. <laughs> planet X. That's nine, though, right? What's the tenth film? What's the tenth planet? The, te the tenth planet, isn't it? Planet X on the edge of our solar system. Look into no, but it. That's, real but there's only eight planets, though. Yeah, but um, they downgraded Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. So the, oh, you're including Pluto and the ten planets. That's the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it comes from the yeah. If you look into yeah, look online, Nibiru, ten, uh, planet X. It's all it's all there, man. It's all there. All there. Okay. Oh, bye. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take a look. All right, man. Thank you so much. Uh, looking forward to talking to you again. And congratulations on the film and success so far. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. One, two, three, four, five, six.